Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for being a community of koinonia, believers who come together, who are of the same mind, same heart, same faith that is found in Jesus Christ. Lord, we remember today, of course, you always, you are first, our middle and our end. But we so remember our dear brother, our brother Harry. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you bring comfort to us in this service and that you bring comfort and peace to his loved ones. I pray, Holy Spirit, that we would celebrate today understanding. Harry is with you, Lord, and that he is at peace and he is finally in heaven at home with you, Father. So may your joy be complete within us here at this very moment. We ask God for the filling of the Holy Spirit to instill within us a passion to follow you and to love you and to surrender our all to you. Lord, as you transition now to the message, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all the hearts who are here listening May all those who are listening here today, may we surrender for you alone are our rock and our redeemer. We thank you. We love you. We give you all the glory and all the honor for all these things. In your precious son, Jesus Christ, let me pray. And God's people pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Let's begin today with the title of today's message, and it's called, My Dear Brother, My Dear Brother. Let me begin with our main passage here, a very short passage, one verse, and it is found in John 15, verse 13. And it says, Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. I'll say it again. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Starting with point number one, find a friendship that is rooted in God. Find a friendship that is rooted in God. Using Jonathan and David as a reference, before they were friends and brothers to each other, they were first rooted in God. They're rooted in God first, not just to each other. Their first and foremost, their foundation is that they were rooted in the Lord. They each had their own relationship with God. So, so point letter A, treasure the friend who is committed to God. Let her be, treasure the friend who is loyal to God. Let her see, treasure the friend who is faithful in God. What do I mean by treasure the friend who is committed to God? Meaning their friendship was based on their commitment to God, not just to each other. 
What do I mean by treasure the friend who is loyal to God? Meaning they let nothing come between them. Not even their family. Not even rumors. Not even distance. Not even Jonathan's kingship. His throne. That Jonathan was next in line as the son's king, as the prince of Israel. Jonathan was not willing to sell his friend out for the kingship role. He was loyal to God. And let us see, treasure the friend who is faithful in God. I'm telling you right now, if you have a friend who is faithful in God, faithful to God, he or she will remain faithful to you. I'll say that again. If you have a friend who is faithful to God and who is faithful in God, he or she will remain faithful to you. In Christ, may they always remain as your brother unless they betray God completely, like Judas, which reveals that they were never in the fight, in the faith, in the first place. So again, point number one, find the friendship that is rooted in God. Point number two, pursue a friendship that is tested in God. Pursue a friendship that is tested in God. Letter A, B, C, D, E, and F is I do, I do not. I am, I am not. I have, I have not. You either have or you don't. You either do or you don't. You are or you are not. If your friendship is not tested in the Lord, let us come to a realization, a true, harsh, reality check realization that that is not a relationship, a friendship that is worth pursuing because it is a waste. Again, using David and Jonathan as reference, in life and in death, their friendship was tested in the Lord. They were tested and they were faithful to each other in life and in death. So the question, do you want to know if you have a genuine friendship in your circle? Do you want to know if people in your circle are loyal to you? The answer is see who shows up to your funeral. They may love you here today, but they will hate you tomorrow. But a true friend that is born out of adversity will love you always, even in life, and even especially in death, in your memory. In life and in death, Jonathan and David, they were loyal and they were faithful to each other in God. It's just some reference for us found in 1 Samuel chapter 20 and chapter 23. Just quickly, none of the scriptures are on the screen, but just for your reference, Jonathan says to David, whatever you want me to do, I'll do for you. Now that sounds like a true friend, right? Whatever you want me to do, I'll do for you. And may you be able to say that to your brother and your sister. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do for you. 
And then it says, it goes on, if you read that chapter, it says, Jonathan had reaffirmed his oath out of love for him because he loved him. He loved David as he loved himself. That sounds like a Christian relationship, the relationship that we have in Christ, just like the first scripture, the main passage that we just went over in John 15, verse 13. That he loved them as he loved himself. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Do you have a friend that you love? And you have a friend that loves you as they love him or her self. And then it goes on. They reaffirm their friendship. They sworn their friendship with each other. It says, in the name of the Lord, it says, in the name of the Lord, that's the key. The Lord is witness between you and me and between your descendants and my descendants forever. It's not just for you and me, but it's for my children and your children for the next generation. That bond will always be there. That loyalty and that faithfulness will always be there. Not just between you and me, but between your descendants and my descendants forever. Amen and amen. And even when Saul the father hated David, Jonathan remained loyal to David. He did not side with his father, with a family member, just because that's his blood family. But it says in 1 Samuel chapter 23, he says, he goes and he reaffirms David. Don't be afraid. My father Saul will not lay a hand on you. You will be king over Israel and I will be second to you. What humility from Jonathan. The two of them made a covenant before the Lord. Then Jonathan went home, but David remained at Horash. Even when they were separated by distance, even they were separated by the political things that was going on within that time and that era. Even though there was a rift between the father, his father, and his best friend. Jonathan chose what was right. And he promised that my father, as long as I'm alive, you will be king over Israel. And I'll protect you. And I will be second to you. So in life and in death... David and Jonathan were loyal and faithful to each other in God. What was the passage that I just read in chapter 23 and in chapter 20? What did I read? It talked about the loyalty between each other while they were still alive. That our descendants, not just between you and me, but our descendants, your descendants, and my descendants... The Lord, as a witness between you and me, will be at peace. We will be there for one another. And that David keep his word after his brother Jonathan had died. Yes, he did. If you fast forward to 2 Samuel, it says, Then David and all the men with him took hold of their clothes and tore them. They mourned and wept and fasted till evening for Saul and his son Jonathan, and for the army of the Lord, and for the nation of Israel, because they have fallen by the sword. So we see right away that David doesn't celebrate the death of his enemy, Father Saul. 
But as Saul and Jonathan had died on the same day, David mourned and wept and fasted, which showed his true heart and his love, even when Jonathan had died. And David goes further and is faithful. If you fast forward to chapter 9, I'm just going to read for us. It's not on the screen. But if you have your scripture with you, just please follow along. Second Samuel chapter 9, verse 1 through 13. And it says, David asked, Is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now there was a servant of Saul's household named Ziba. They summoned him to appear before David, and the king said to him, Are you Ziba? At your service, he replied. The king asked, Is there no one still alive from the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? Ziba answered the king, There's still a son of Jonathan. He is lame in both feet. Verse 4, chapter 9 of verse 4. Where is he? The king asked. Ziba answered, he is at the house of Machir, son of Emil, in Lodabar. So King David had him brought from Lodabar, from the house of Machir, son of Emil. When Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, he bowed down to pay him honor. David said, Mephibosheth, at your service, he replied. Don't be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather Saul, and you will always eat at my table. Verse 8, Mephibosheth bowed down and said, What is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me? Then the king summoned Ziba, Saul's steward, and said to him, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and your servants are to farm the land for him and bring in the crops so that your master's grandson may be provided for. And Mephibosheth, grandson of your master, will always eat at my table. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziba said to the king, your servant will do whatever my lord, the king commands his servant to do. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son named Micah, and all the members of Ziba's household were servants of Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem because he always ate at the king's table. He was lame in both feet. Amen. And amen. amen. What a beautiful picture, an analogy, a comparison. Doesn't compare fully of what Christ did for us. As I read this passage, I'm reminded that we are also lame. That we are paralyzed with some sort of disease. It could be an amputation of the heart, the bleeding of the heart, a broken life, a broken soul. And we are reminded that, that the king no longer calls us servants but he calls us his friends. He has called us to eat at his table and to dine with 
the Lord. I may be lame. I may be lost. But because the king calls me and because the king loves me and because the king knows me, I'm able to eat at the table with my king. I long to live in your house, oh Lord. I love to sit here at your feet. Let your words be the food I eat. And let your words be the food I eat. The I love to live in your house, O oh Lord. I love to live in your house, O oh Lord. To dine at the table with my king. To dine at the table with my king. And give to you the praise I bring. And give to you the praise I bring. The together for here in your house for here in your house I find your embrace you set on my head you set on my head a garland of grace when I lift my hands you fill me with more I love to live I love to we sing that praise song, may we remember the story of Mephibosheth. How David kept his word and he was faithful to God. And he was faithful to his dear friend, to his descendants, the promise that they made earlier in 1 Samuel chapter 20. The phrase here, to be able to eat together and to dine at the king's table, it symbolizes all the debt that has been paid for. There is no more division. There is no more animosity. No more of the great divide, the chasm that separates between us and God. The common denominator that brings us together regardless of your race, your creed, and your culture, and the family background you come from. The cross is the bridge that brings the unity that is necessary for us to turn back to the Lord for our salvation. Through the righteousness of Christ, we are able to dine with the Holy God and to live in peace. So again, in life and in death, David honored his friendship with Jonathan. Again, using the funeral as an example. Pursue a friendship that is tested in God.
I do. I do not. I am. I am not. I have. I have not. In life and in death, using David as an example, they were loyal and faithful to each other in Christ, in the Lord. Last point here, point number three. May your friendships end in the Lord. The end comes no matter what. It is a matter of time. Not if, but it is when. Who knew that this month would be the month where our dear brother Harry would be with the Lord. But no matter what, in this life, we need friends. Amen? Amen. We need godly friends, not only in life, but even in death. As David and Jonathan, as they honored and loved each other, may our friendships end in the Lord. After Jonathan had died and passed away, David never had a friend like Jonathan for the rest of his life. So the lesson here is this, treasure that one brother in your life, treasure that one sister in your life, treasure that person that is sent by the Lord in your life. Do not take them for granted, for today can be the last day and the last moment. I'm not talking about earthly siblings. I'm talking about your Christ-centered, spiritual brother in Christ. I am talking about your Christ-centered, spiritual sister in Christ. So point letter A, our kinship in Christ is greater. A lot of us, we are too loyal to our last name, to the bloodline that we come from. We're not able to do things for the Lord because we are compromised by our earthly loyalty to our worldly family. But you must remember the most important, one of the most important lessons in life. That my kingship in Christ is thicker than my earthly kingship. Our earthly kingship in Christ is thicker than our earthly kingships. And if your family member, yes, they have the same kingship in the Lord, then you are double blessed triple blessed but when it comes down to it may we remember that our kinship in christ is greater than worldly kinship meaning as christians christ must become thicker than our earthly kin christ's blood is thicker than our earthly blood our spiritual relationships are thicker than our earthly kin our allegiance to Christ must be thicker than your earthly kin. That's why in Matthew 12, Jesus says, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? Because someone went up to him and said, Your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. Jesus is like, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? He points to his disciples. Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever, whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Yesterday, as I was about to go into Harry's house, 
the mailman came. I was sitting on the sidewalk just to get my head straight. He comes over, he says, hello. I said, hello. And I said, as he's about to go into Harry and Jerry's place, we get to talking. Like Enrico spoke to Mr. Paraiko. He's having a conversation. He's talking about God. I mean, it was like a messenger. I mean, literally a messenger, an angel, just speaking to me about how God has used him as a messenger here to deliver the mail. And he knows all the people. His name is Christopher. And sharing about how he lost his first son and how that was tragic to him. But he'll be keeping the family in prayer and that he'll write a letter with scripture as an encouragement to the family, even though, yes, he knows them, but different color, different background, different individual. But what brings us together is what Christ says. Whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. He says in verse 50. We must remember, like Mephibosheth, as it says in Ephesians 2, verse 12, remember, remember, remember that at one point, that time, you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. You are an orphan out in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who are once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Our kinship in Christ is greater. Amen and amen. amen. And our last point here for today's message, our allegiance to Christ is greater. Our allegiance to Christ is greater. Again, it is our human nature innately within us for us to be loyal to our last name, to our earthly kin. However, Luke 14 reminds us that our allegiance is not to the world, to my last name, but my allegiance is to Christ and to Christ alone. Remembering Luke 14, if anyone comes to me, does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life. Such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. So with today's message, with the title, my dear brother, as we face the end, end of a, a life of a loved one or the end of a season, or the end of a relationship. May we be faithful. May you be devoted. May you be loyal. May you be reliable. May you be dependable. And may you be steadfast to your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Never be loyal to a fault because of your earthly last name.
the blood of Christ is thicker than any earthly relationships. Amen. And amen. Using Paul as an example here, and I'm closing with this. Paul never had children. He lived his whole life doing ministry, faithfully serving the Lord. Even though Paul physically didn't have children, he had many spiritual sons. And in one reference here, he tells Timothy, in the letter to Timothy, which is found in 1 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 2. He says, To Timothy, my true son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. He references them by calling him Timothy, my son, in verse 18. And he goes on in 1 Corinthians 4, 17. I have sent to you Timothy, my son, whom I love, who is faithful in the Lord. He will remind you of my way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in every church. The key here is that Timothy was faithful in the Lord. And because he was of the same mind, of the same heart, in his spiritual walk with the Lord, with his spiritual father, Paul, they were brothers in Christ. And nothing was able to separate them in their relationships to each other. May you find a brother and sister in Christ that has been battle-tested. May it be proven faithful. May it be proven trustworthy as you remain faithful in the Lord. Just like the video, I want to end with the scripture. If you could all turn there with me. Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 to 6. If you have your Bible, please turn there with me. Let's read it together. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Amen and amen. Isn't that all we can do in this life? For we cannot always remain together forever. But when we do get separated and you go your way and my way, even as death comes our way and that separates us forever in this one earthly life, when we always thank God for these individuals, as Paul declared, I remember you, as he said in prison, in all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Just remember this. It is not I as your pastor who's going to complete the good work in you. It is not your friend. It is not your parent. 
it is not your loved one. It says, he who began a good work in you, he is Christ. Christ will carry it unto completion, until the day of Christ Jesus. Amen. And amen. May we remember today, just where we came from, the relationships that we had. And may it begin and continue and end in the Lord. Amen. And may we be faithful and follow the model, the model that Christ gave us. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Using Jonathan and David as an example, may we give our lives for one another and be there for each other. And may we be found faithful like Timothy, as Paul calls Timothy, my son. May we understand that our kinship in Christ, our allegiance to Christ, is greater than any earthly relationships. And may we find freedom in Christ here today and trust in the Lord today. May we rely on the Lord this afternoon. May we give him all the glory and all the honor as we remember our brother Harry. As it's not finished yet, we still have more things to come tomorrow and the next day. May we be available and may we be able to help as David helped Jonathan's descendants. May we continue to help our dear brother. And let's really be good to Jerry as Jerry's still here with us. And may we remember him in our prayers, in our worship before the Lord. May we always pray with joy because of the partnership that is found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. May we lay down our lives for one another. Amen? While they are still here with us, while I am still here with you, any moment, it could end. The end comes no matter what. But may we remember each other every time and thank the Lord every time. In all our prayers, every time, may we pray with joy because of the partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And being confident of this, and I pray for each and every single one of you that Jesus Christ, he who began a good work in you, will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Amen. And amen. And amen. My dear brother. Let's close the service with our final song.
together. May the Lord bless you and keep you, and may the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you, and may the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And now may the God of peace, the great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work within us what is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. As God's people, we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. And amen.